It was the philosopher Aristotle who said, Give me the child until he is seven, and I'll show you the man. There's a lot of truth in this, of course. And we can see that children grow up as a response to the parenting they had. But it's also true that there are exceptions. We sometimes see kids who have come from broken homes, sometimes with drug addicts, parents, um, violent parents, and they grow up to be very well adjusted. And we also see children who come from very respectable middle class homes um, where money isn't an issue and um, they've had all their luxuries and maybe even the parents were very happy together, there was no discord in the home and yet they grow up drug addicts or even worse. Obviously we have to do as parents the best we can but I want to explain why it is that sometimes there are exceptions to this. Now even with the exceptions which we go through, there are instances of children who even as babies were seen to be just abnormal, um, violent, had no morality and so on. And um, we see that sometimes and it's just the luck of the draw I suppose. And we also see the opposite. But I've had, as uh, as a therapist, I've had clients a few times, men who have come to me and their wives are expecting a baby and they're going to be fathers for the first time. And they tell me that they don't have a good role model. One, uh, one particular client described in graphic detail how he saw his father kill his older brother by beating him up against the wall until he was senseless and then just left him. And his father was violent and his father's father was violent and it had been passed down. And it does say in the Bible, the sins of the fathers are passed down through the third or fourth generation. And we see that in real life. And this particular man came to me because he wanted to break the pattern. And uh, we discussed a lot of things. We did a lot of therapy. And in part of this, I told him that actually he did have a a role model. He knew what not to do. And knowing what not to do can often be a very good guide to point you in the right direction. And we often see kids who come from these bad homes almost like rebelling against their parents but in a, in a positive way. They see the damage that alcohol or drugs or violence does. And they want to go in a different direction. They hate the idea of passing that on to their children because they know what they went through. On the other hand, 
although in general you know children who come from sort of good stable homes grow up as good stable people there is a a problem when everything is just too too easy and too good the children don't grow up with the resources and the strategies to deal with things that go wrong the parents over indulge their children and this is a huge problem nowadays in the west particularly in america um you know when i in my generation it was very common for us to go out and first thing in the morning and spend the whole day out just doing things and nobody was concerned and now that would be considered irresponsible which means that the when the children grow up they don't develop independence they don't they're unable to take risks because everything's been formulated for them one of the dangers of uh, with, with children is um, when they get to a certain age and they become exposed to drugs and many many parents um they think they're teaching their children the dangers of drugs by instilling them in the you know how bad drugs are and so on and so on but what happens is these kids get to a certain age and they see their their peers their friends you know having joints and even indulging in other kinds of drugs and kind of parties and it's seen as something exciting these kids don't finish up in men or not that they are aware of they don't finish up in mental hospitals or finish up violent or anything like that so they start to distrust what their parents have told them also um, if they're not given strategies for how to deal with life um drugs become an easy way out they turn to a, a, a drug or alcohol to alleviate the symptoms of the problem rather than dealing with the problem itself so it's very important to give kids some independence and when it becomes the things like drugs and the dangers of um society and and things out there it's very important to deal with it in a realistic way to not simply say these things are bad don't do them but to say you know this is what happens it's your choice you can take it you can don't take it but the dangers of taking it are this and this and this and to be realistic about it and so that your kids can ask questions and if they do get exposed to drugs they can come to you and say look this is happening kids are taking drugs how having joints and they know they're not just going to get lectured at and told no don't do it but can have a realistic understanding of it of course with certain things like marijuana we've gone the other way or in some places they've gone the other way they've completely legalized it and there is a danger in um in marijuana and particularly with the very strong um cannabis that you get nowadays it's known and i've seen for myself that um certain people can have one joint 
and that can trigger a psychosis. Uh, they've even tracked this down to a certain gene. And if you've got that gene and you don't know it until you've tried, until you've had a joint, it can and is very likely to trigger a kind of psychosis in you. Some people can smoke and um, even ingest um, rather large amounts of cannabis and have no ill effects, and other people just one joint, it will trigger them. And these things have to be pointed out. It's not a simply one-size-fits-all. The people have to be aware of the dangers of these things. In a family situation, it's important that the parents put their relationship before their children. And this goes totally against what most families, I think, do, do nowadays. They put the kids first. The problem with this is that the, um, the relationship suffers. The, um, the parents often finish up splitting up, yeah, and that doesn't do the kids any good. And the kids grow up thinking they're the centre of the universe, uh, and what they, what they want is, um, uh, is, is simply given to them. Um, always put your relationship first. Put your family in the uh, before the, the the family is a unit before the any individual uh, demands of, of children. Um, I've come across many cases where the mother puts the kids bef first before her husband. The f the father finishes up thinking he's just a money maker he goes out earns money comes back his wife doesn't give him attention because all her attention is on the kids and finishes up divorcing and then the mother as a single mother um, often imbibed with a certain amount of guilt then dotes even more over the children and you see this you know you see many blogs and many single mothers saying oh my kids are the centre of my life and I put them first and so on this is not healthy this is not healthy the kids grow up thinking they're the centre of the universe and they're not given strategies to deal with obstacles in fact nowadays to even talk about you know a father and a mother and that kind of nuclear family is considered um, in political not politically correct and there's all manner of combinations and people experiment and try different ways of bringing kids up it doesn't work not in the long term you know and I've seen many many um, statistics and people say oh no these kids grow up perfectly good you know they go to university and do a degree as if that's the only criteria for success no they um often on medication um, you see the results of it they don't have a good understanding of their own mental processes because their their, their mental foundation was built on a on sort of shaky ground it's like building a building on poor foundations um, the building might survive but uh, you're constantly having to do maintenance on it and eventually it will just fall down Another aspect that's very important is that both parents have to be on the same 
page as regards discipline. And again, you know, the term discipline is uh, unfashionable. You know, we have to let kids run amok. You know, this is the current thinking in many circles. It doesn't produce uh, a lack of discipline in the, by the parents, produces a lack of self-discipline in the kids. And again, they go off the rails. So you have to have a, a good discipline, a good foundation. You have to have a, a certain amount of routine. And if you go to a house where there is no routine, you can feel the vibe. You know, sensitive people will feel the vibe here. It's not healthy. You have to have a good routine and you have to have... And also don't be a slave to the routine because it's the other thing. Routine can become uh, your... your you, you become the servant of your routine instead of the master of your family. And this produces rigidity and a lack of flexibility in the, fam in the family. Now, of course, to have good routine, good discipline and so on, the parents themselves have to have good self-discipline. They have to have, in general, good role models uh, or good ideas, at least, you know, have the ideas and the, the right way of looking at how to bring kids up. And this is completely lacking nowadays. Um, as I say, even the word discipline is, you know, considered to be un unhealthy. Even the, the idea of having a nuclear family of the father and mother is not politically correct. And so experimenting with all these ridiculous ideas and the generation that's coming out is, uh, is suffering. And the suffering isn't necessarily... Well, I was going to say it's not immediately obvious, but actually it is because, you know, the huge rise in the number of people on um, antidepressants and the people suffering psychological problems. Um, and we're getting to the point in our society where, you know, the inmates are running the asylum. Um, we change the rules of what's stable and what's not stable and what's constructive and destructive and so on. These rules keep getting changed. Um, so the whole of society is starting to, to collapse. The old foundations are being taken away. And what's replacing it is not foundations. It's an ever-shifting um, mood of, of what happens to be in the, you know, in the politically correct at that moment and it's like every few months it changes we are doing a huge disservice to the generation that's coming up we can see it in the schools the education is, is appalling um, we're not educating kids and we're not teaching if we're giving them information and information isn't the same as education we are not teaching them how to learn. We're not teaching them how to think, how to apply strategies. If you get on the net and you look at, you know, information, information is, is considered to be knowledge, which it isn't. Information can be faulty. And if you want to check information, they go through what they call fact-checking. Now, fact-checking isn't, isn't in really checking the facts at all. All it's doing is saying, does this fact come from a source that we deem to be reliable? That is what the fact-checkers deem to be reliable. 
But of course, the whole foundation shifted and uh, what used to be a reliable source at one time isn't now. There's an agenda that's being disseminated and basically what's considered a fact is something that fits in with the modern agenda. No, people have lost the ability to think in any rational way. Now, the idea of... Uh, what is knowledge and what is information is, is really for another podcast. But it's when we get onto the web and we get information about things, we don't know necessarily whether that information is true. And even if it is true, even if we can use words like true and false, which are rather cumbersome ways of looking at things, there's often other ways of looking at things. But we're not. We're given one way of looking at, um, looking at a problem. We're given one solution to a problem. We're told this is a fact if it's supported by certain scientific evidence. But in fact, I think most people would be shocked if they were aware of how much so-called scientific knowledge actually hasn't been scientifically scrutinised or scientifically tested. It's simply passed off as being factual and this is the accepted way of looking at things and this is no different to you know even a few hundred years ago except that a few hundred years ago religious information was passed off as being um, fact and now it's so-called science that's being passed off as being fact but it's not real science it's a uh, it's given the name science but has no basis in reality and I've seen many many articles you know where something is you know said so oh, this is factual but there's no scientific basis behind it and the reason why um, people are able to get away with, with this is because our education system is so poor we um, and the reason that the education is so poor and they're able to get away with that is because our family structure is so poor. So the whole thing, there's a house of sand and this is all being built on this house of sand and it's being blown in a particular direction um, towards uh, atheism, a kind of um, socialism um, and uh, where people can be manipulated by authority figures who are doing it for their own benefit. It's moving away from God and from any kind of divine knowledge into the hands of uh, the Antichrist, into the hands of um, a force that goes totally against the religion which is why everything is being turned upside down and I've talked about this many many times in the past but if you want to guard against this go back to bringing your kids up in traditional ways use traditional values and of course you know many families who do this you know like in the more religious southern states in America and other countries and so on are derided and decried as being old-fashioned, as if somehow being old-fashioned in itself, as if there's something wrong with it, and that in itself is a, a ridiculous notion. 
you know, ideas are defended because they're modern ideas, as if somehow that makes them right. It's absolute nonsense. But because people aren't, don't have the ability to think rationally, they go with this crap. listening you can email me phil at graham.net you can look at my website philip with one l dot graham.net graham is b-r-a-h-a-m and if you send an email put podcast in the subject so it doesn't get lost I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that.